guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love, but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we are at war. The tomato menace is everywhere, and we are losing numbers in the thousands. So lock your doors, close your blinds, and whatever you do, stay out of the garden. Because we're talking about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. So let's start the show. Your Hollywood system stole our sex and co-opted our violence, so there's nothing left for our kinds of movies. <laughs> I did not hit her. It's not true. Clopex. 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 Up yours, baby. Me and Bubba, my little brother, listen to you every night. Where in the hell are we? I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. Alright guys, wherever you are in the world today, whatever time it is, thank you for joining us. As always, just head over to iTunes, leave us a review, and we'll give you a shout out at the end of the show. Uh, Tonight we're talking about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. It came out in 1978, it was directed by John DeBello, had a budget of $100,000, made $567,000 in the box office, was filmed here in the U.S., has a rating of PG, and currently sits at a 27% on Rotten Tomatoes. If you don't know what it's about, it's about a group of misfits that band together to save the world from mutated killer tomatoes. As always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Willenbrecht. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hi, everybody. So, uh, this is Kyle's pick. It is. Yes, this is my pick. Kyle, why'd you pick the tack of the killer tomatoes? To tack? To tack? Did I just say to tack? The tack of the killer tomatoes. I didn't watch that one, so this this will be an interesting episode. (laughs) The tack. Uh, I picked Attack of the Killer Tomatoes because, quite honestly, I realized I hadn't ever seen this movie. And this is like a quintessential cult film. And um, I thought it would be fun to do. I've been, I've been wanting to do it for a while, but I think it just recently showed up on Amazon as Prime, free to watch. So I was like, fuck yeah. So I thought, hey, that's a movie. It was a budget choice. <laughs> yeah, it was a budget it. choice. You tried to save saying. $2.99 <laughs> on an HD <laughs> rental. <laughs> It was not a budget choice. Thank you. Thank you. A wise choice. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right. Had uh, any of you uh, guys seen this film before, Chris? Uh, the thing is, is I had like always seen pieces of this film like on TV, but never stuck around to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> That's another so reason why I picked of. it. <laughs> I want to force people to watch it. All right. What about you, Mike? Okay. So... Here's the thing. I'd seen the animated series. I was a fan of the animated series. Yeah. Yes, me as well. But the 1990- I, had, I, I, have, I have also seen parts of this film like like Chris, and through some of the research that I found, I think I have a sneaking suspicion as to why I think I have seen uh, parts of this film. And we'll get into it, I think, a little later okay. on when we get through the tr- trivia. The trivia. <laughs> the trivia portion. The trivia portion of the uh, show. I've seen this movie several times. I saw this movie at a very young age. Um, I was probably, oh man, I don't know, like 10, 11, like around then yeah. when I saw this movie. And uh, absolutely loved it when I was a kid. Uh, and I think for reasons that I can explain Okay. later yeah. on, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a secret. Is that part of the trivia? <laughs> can't, can't wait to well, hear all about it. Well, it's funny because I've always wanted to see this movie. And actually, like, probably when I was, like, 14 or 15, like, there was, a, like, a 30th anniversary, a 25th anniversary, I can't remember, like, a yeah. special edition DVD that came in this, like, big old box. fat, like, triple triple pack box and I stuff. I had it, yep. I and that. I was like, oh, I fucking want that so bad. And I would always stare at it every time I go to any store that had DVDs and always stare at it and be like, I'm going to own this one day. And I never did. 
And that's why it's taken me <laughs> it's taken me this fucking a, long to watch it. And that's what happened yeah. to me. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what a climax to that story. Yeah. And uh, I never bought it. That's why it turned out like never this. It. Well, again, if you listen if you listen to key points to that story, thirteen to fourteen, I don't have a lot of money. Didn't have a job. Yeah. Didn't have a lot of money that was mine. You yeah. you, could, you weren't even allowed to watch cable. I was not that he I was, was allowed wasn't to. allowed. I was plenty allowed to. My parents would not pay it because, oh, really? <laughs> in their mind, why pay for something that comes for free over the antenna? Ooh, there the antenna. Go. Little did they know. Yeah. Little did my mom know HGTV I existed. Think there's a- there's a there's a benefit to not having cable. Like I think I yeah, think, you really get to appreciate old school sitcoms like Mama's Family, Taxi, uh, yeah. a lot of ba- Batman, nineteen sixty six. Yeah, <laughs> not that, I never Mash. saw. I actually never saw that on uh, that's on funny standard TV. But Mash, yes, all the time. I yeah. was watching the Jeffersons on my uh, rabbit ears the other day, yeah. and I was laughing hysterically. There you go. You know what? You really get to get uh, a real eye for the classics. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. cheers. Hey. It was, was only a, a thousand what? episodes you know of that. I was never a fan of Cheers. I know. I really wasn't either, but I know it was on all the time it, it was right on before, before Mama's Family. It was on before Mama's Family and Conan, so that's why I had to sit through them. Yeah. You know what would be better, though, if we talked about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? <laughs> we're, talking about, we're talking about our lives, how they intertwined with Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Yeah. I'm th- answering your question, Cody. <laughs> so I feel like, uh, were you guys more familiar with the 1990 cartoon, Attack, yes. Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? I watched that because that's during the Fox Power Hour. Yeah, yeah that was yeah. the kids. It was on Fox yeah. Kids. Which yeah, I found out, surprisingly, it only lasted for one season. Yeah. You know what? They re- mm-hmm. rerun the fuck out of it, They though. must yeah. have, because well, I, re- I feel like it was like such a part. I think they had the right time slot, though, but too. Okay. Here's the thing, though. Don't cur- don't cartoons, especially cartoons, then didn't those, those like one season run for a hell of a lot of episodes? Maybe it's just one of these shows that had a, a ton of episodes. Yeah. Dude, but I just remember uh, it with like, other movie cartoons that just like were like... Like okay, so you had the it was probably around the same street time. Street sharks, street sharks, but no, like I mean, like Toxic <laughs> Avengers, like Toxic, the, the Toxic Crusaders, Toxic, Toxic Crusaders. Crusaders right, yep, right. you had James Bond Junior. Yep, <laughs> like, remember that one? Oh James my Bond god, Junior. yeah, yeah, James Bond fucking Junior. James Bond Junior. I was Junior. obsessed with the Beetlejuice cartoon. Yeah, Beetlejuice cartoon. I watched that. Real Ghostbusters. Swamp Thing. Yeah, that was a fave. Swamp Thing had a cartoon. Yep. Yeah. Like I remember all. I'm a little shocked that this movie got a cartoon. Really? Yeah. Uh, See, it didn't. It didn't, though. Okay. The I'd be cartoon to hear is, about it. The, the cartoon is actually based off of the sequel. Yes. Okay. Well, yeah. okay. I'm sure the Return sequel was done much better. I, uh, no. <laughs> and, and we get, do you want to get into the trivia now? Sure. We can, because it kind of goes right into or this. Or do you want to go to break and get back and get to that? Sure. I'm, well, just fuck. Ki- I'm just kidding. I just iced you a little bit. That's all. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry for him. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, so when this film came out, in 1978, it became a cult classic, right? So, like, like it, made, it was $100,000 and made $500,000, yeah. so a profit, right? But, I mean, that's not huge, though. No. That's not a huge thing, right? So, this film almost escaped, like, this almost this film almost fell into obscurity. Like, people were just going to remember it as, like, this weird cult film that came out, right? Until there was an episode of Muppet Babies. Like, it was season three, right? And And if you remember the way Muppet Babies was, it was, like, it was a cartoon, but they would have, like, these these fantasies like yeah. these imaginary like adventures and they would always cut in real life movies like they would have Star Wars because the Jim Henson knew you know oh, yeah, George Lucas like them in it right and they would be in it and they'd go on an adventure well one of the episodes is something called the Weirdo Tales where Fozzie um is imagining that he lives in a world where he's being attacked by tomatoes because he's a stand-up comedian, and if he tells a bad joke, the tomatoes will get him, right? <laughs> and it's called Attack of the Silly Tomatoes, right? And they cut in shots of this movie 
as like the weird like like imaginary things that he was thinking, right? It turned out to be this huge episode. And what happened was after that, uh, I think it was like New Line or something was like running this or something like that. They contacted uh, the people that own this and they said, hey, we'd like to make a sequel of your film. And they're like, well, what do you mean? Why do you want to make a sequel now? And they're like, well, we had an episode of Muppet Babies and I think that there <laughs> might be a market for a return to the Killer Tomatoes. So they did. And on top of that, they started making the animated series after that because they thought that they could market this tomato thing. <laughs> yeah. The key to everything in life is Muppet Babies. Muppet what, Babies. Which, uh, like, the, and that's why I think I've seen this. I watched this. a lot of that, so I that might too. have influenced my and film And that's why loving. I think maybe maybe that is why you think you've seen parts of this film, because no, I remember being I, like, <laughs> I, maybe, maybe that's where I saw it, because I actually watched the episode on YouTube, the Muppet Babies episode, Mm. And I was like, yeah, I totally remember this episode. I totally remember him it's like the driving one that put in a car. Muppet Babies on, on the map. A lot of people don't realize <laughs> that. That's the one that yeah. put him on the map. The Muppets weren't doing anything until uh, 1990s yeah. Uh, yeah. Pinnacle episode, Attack of the Silly Tomatoes. <laughs> it was 1988, first of all. Right. Hey, hey. Get your ear straight. All right, guys, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk more about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. And now that we're all here, I'd like to turn the meeting over to Dr. Morris. Thank you, Captain. Major. Uh, pardon me? Never mind. <clears throat> well, as um, I'm sure you're well aware, um, this tomato problem has caused considerable concern within the scientific community. Um, scientists from throughout the uh, nation have uh, directed their attention to this very vexing problem with only limited success. However, with the help of Dr. Fuji Nokatafa, we believe we've made a breakthrough. Gentlemen, may I present Dr. Nokatafa? How do you do, Doctor? Very well, thank you. And we're back. We're talking about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. Came out in 1978. Ooh. So, why do you guys think, if you do think this is a cult film, why is that? Why? Uh, yeah, Mike. I mean, the concept up behind it is absurd. It's just, it's obviously a spoof on, on like, old sci-fi yeah. films. But, like, beyond that... It's like if like a Zucker Brothers film met like a trauma film. You know, it's got like the airplane feel to yes, it, it does. but the wackiness of like a trauma mm -hmm. film and like the the desire to like kind of offend, like a lot of their yeah. a lot of their comedy is a little like is pretty offensive, not nearly as much as like a trauma film, but <laughs> it like flirts with that yes, quite a bit. It yeah. walks that line. So, I mean, that combined with just like I mean, the fucking director singing his own song and it's just so low budget and the acting is just so I mean, like people are dressed up, like like what's the point? Like you know, like the one that's like a, the what is she? like she's like a Olympic swimmer, so, yeah. And then we have and an underwater expert. And I'm just like, but you have a swimmer. <laughs> Why do you need an underwater expert? Like one to go above the water and one right. below. Like it's just so it's like they just pieced it together as quickly and tried to make it as wacky as possible. It's just so off the wall. Yeah, I would say it's I'm like, done. I would say it's like <laughs> the the humor, like to me, and I could be wrong, is it maybe a little ahead of its time, like because it, it like I felt like movies, like you said, like Airplane, right? Was this it? this predates Airplane, and then Naked Gun, like it has kind yeah. of like a Naked Gun. But feel. I'm trying to figure out. Like, no, I agree with you. Police 100%. story existed. I, I agree with you, Chris. I think I think this might predate a little bit or a little bit ahead of its time in terms of the comedy and the, yeah. the kind of style, the kind of spoof style that it went with. Yeah, and also the, I mean, just the the low budget feel of the of the filming style. You know, I mean, using like reverse, like you know, like like reversing the footage. So that, miniatures with RC cars. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's on a, it's super low budget, and it shows. And the <laughs> the acting, you know, I think is a big part of what makes it memorable. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, the idea is just absurd. So I think that that's kind of where yeah. the cult film status comes from. Totally agree with that. Oh wow, Kyle I was going to ask you next, but you already disagreed. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to ask him. We're done. <laughs> We're done. Move here. on. No, uh, I don't think it's ahead of its time. Uh, as far as the comedy goes, I actually think the the, co- the uh, when I watched it, I was like, this is very vaudevillian. This reminds me of Three Stooges. Mm-hmm. This reminds me of like uh, uh, the Marx Brothers. Like I, I think, kind of got that feel. walking the line though, as 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 yeah. they were saying before, you know, of like flirt, flirting with like being almost offensive with certain jokes. I think maybe yeah, because was. I don't think the Marx Brothers were really. <laughs> But I mean, I mean the, like the schlockiness of it, like yeah. the. I don't know this movie feels more to more like a, a part of like the airplane family of films than you know what you're describing though. You have to agree with that to some no, extent. No, yeah, no, I do agree with that, and that's what I think. What what we're referring to is that it kind of feels like airplane before airplane. I just got the, the that's the feel I got for the base of the comedy was more or less like a like a Three Stooges type because even if I you didn't really get that much, not so much the slapstick. Like if you like. Watch. I know what you mean. The situational humor, like, yeah. like okay, going into the office, you know, and the office is so tiny, the desk can barely fit in there, and everybody has to climb over the desk to get to their seats, and they're fucking hilarious. They're scene. constantly pl- they, that scene plays out for like five minutes of that same joke, and I think it's that kind of humor, maybe and that I, you're. And I want I want to agree Marx also Brothers. with the vaudevillian thing because there's like three musical numbers in this. Yeah. Yeah, I mean yeah. it, it. It almost it's like one short of an actual musical. I feel. It's actually described as a musical. Black it could comedy. be to yeah. some extent because I mean there are. It's just there's not enough that I think that you would classify it as a musical. It doesn't drive right. the story, but there are just like entire musical numbers in this film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's. I definitely think that's where it's pulling its like comedy chops from. I agree the, with you. Like, oh, when did Little Shop of Horrors come out? Uh, which one? one. That like was the original. A, the original's like 1960s, I think. So that predates this. Yeah. I, I even got kind of a feel, maybe the, the later version, the Rick Moranis version. Huh. I think no? No, I didn't pick that up. I mean, no, I, I mean, yeah, I do. Yeah. I see, I know where you're, I know where you're going. Yeah, I agree with it. Oh, you mean as far as like the music or? Just, yeah, just like that kind of, I, I don't know, like just the mood of the film maybe? I mean, and bit, also like, the obvious case of there being a killer plant so the reason i i do kind of ask this question too is because um i read a lot of like reviews where this movie was like referred to as the one of the worst films of all time that's great i can kind of see it and i'm wondering like if that's the because i have a different perception of it now but i can see that being the perception of the film at the time it was released in 19 what 78 yeah yeah so i can see that being the perception so is this a so bad it's good film or I think it's. I mean, not. if somebody's if somebody's reviewing it as the worst we've ever made, I think it just went over their heads because it's clearly self-aware of itself and it's clearly a slapstick counter. Unless they're just saying outright that yes, they I get the I get the joke, I just don't like it. Then that's their opinion, I suppose. That's yeah. what I feel like. That's more true than than saying it's one of the worst films of all time because I, I don't feel that I, way. I, yeah, I, I can't agree with that because, I mean, to, to Kyle's point as well, like, all films that we know as being like, it's so bad, it's good, but it's like the worst film of all time, it's all films that, like, tried desperately to be great yeah, and reached for the stars and, like, failed so badly. Yeah. That's what made them amazing. Yeah. This film, like, knows goddamn well that it had a low budget. They knew exactly <laughs> what they were trying to do. They, mm-hmm. they make jokes about it. Like, it's obvious. 
Yeah, they run advertisements in the yeah, credits. It's that's so fucking funny in the credits. Just in the oh. opening credits alone, like <laughs> a whole ad for a furniture store. <laughs> <laughs> I love that they did that shit, though. I, that was pretty out there for that time, I yeah. think, to do some really unexpected comedy, like where you didn't normally see it. I, I don't think this film is, is so bad. It's good. I think it's a pretty ambitious film, and it's totally self-aware. And like, yeah, you're right, Mike, 100%. Like the ones that really are so bad, they're good, didn't, didn't, weren't intentionally trying to make a bad film. They thought they were making gold. So, you know, it's like, that's why, that's why The Room, which is now, you know what I mean, is they're now making a film, James Franco's doing The Disaster Artist. It's like to glorify that type of magic. So do you think then this, this film was made to be, Bad on purpose, like from what you've yeah, what you yeah absolutely. The, the script dude. alone kind of describes where they were. I that, mean, just that, the this comedy. Move, this movie, this yeah. movie is totally exists as a spoof on shitty B movie monster movies. Yeah, no, so I, they're spoofing terrible movies to begin with. So from the get go, of course, I understand that. But uh, the reason I bring it up too is because I'm wondering is like what makes this, in my opinion, this makes this does it successfully. Where we have done other films that try to do this, like spoof other other movies or type of films. That don't do it as as, as successful. Oh, why does the self aware work in why, this well, no, film comparative to other films? Like, um, you know what I mean? Like, you know what? I'll 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 throw my opinion on that. I think because what they did was they went with such a ridiculous concept for a story to begin with, as like this is our source material for spoof. Whereas I've seen other spoofs, and it's like they use like direct like pop culture pulls almost like verbatim. They pull it into the movie as like. Hey, here's a funny reference. Whereas this one's just like, here is the tone and theme and mood of these shitty movies. Let's utilize that and then make it our own. And I think maybe that's what gives it that edge. Mm-hmm. Dude, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that 100%. Boom. Like, there you go. Because I was Killed thinking, it. I was thinking it. about that. We can end the show now. Done. <laughs> Let's end it on the high note. All right, guys, thanks for joining <laughs> us. That's our show for this week. <laughs> Don't forget to rate us five stars on iTunes. I also think why it works is is because, honestly, like, the jokes were funny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I have to say, like, like but one of the things I like the most about this film, and, and there's not a lot, but one of the things I like the most <laughs> is the script. Like, I think that they were, like, kind of intelligently written jokes. They just, the actors weren't that good. You know, I, and like the editing wasn't that good. Well, and, it was more than that. Oh, this hey, here's the thing the, the jokes are written well, but I will say the one big negative feel, like in terms of the script, was that this does feel like the same joke for like an hour and 45 minutes. Like, yeah, there are t- there were times where I was literally watching this film and I was like, what's going on? <laughs> like, the, this guy's the villain. Like, wait, what's going on? Like, yeah. What does he do again? Like, why is he here? Why did yeah, I fall I in the sky? I definitely like, had a few of those moments, too. None of it made any too. sense, yeah, you know? for sure. Like, it does feel like they... I mean, and this is going to probably be, like, throughout the this show is going to be my most negative uh, response to this film. It's just... There are times when I feel like the joke... It's just one. It's a one joke film that just keeps going and going and going and going. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm actually glad you said that because the one thing that I I was kind of like, I'm like, this kind of all feels like they wrote skits, and then pieced them together. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like I agree with like, that. Like, here's a funny situation. Here's another one, and then let's work these into our script. Because almost every line was a joke. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Or a setup. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the setup were a joke, and it just they it call did. those punchlines setups and punchlines. Oh, setups and punchlines. Sorry, <laughs> it's a setup and a punchline. Uh, and if <laughs> Kyle does comedy, Kyle explains comedy. Yeah. <laughs> the best part, but oh, I can't even talk. The best kind of comedy, the one you have to explain. <laughs> it always works when you have to explain it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I've made you totally made me lose my place. It is. You're. I, I think you're 100 percent right. I think it was like a bunch of fu- like a bunch of people got together and like a threw bunch of vignettes, ideas, comedy vignettes, yeah, and like threw out ideas and, and and strung them all together with this fucking you it, know ridiculous I mean, idea. It did mm-hmm. touch on like topics too. It touched on like women in the workplace. Yeah. It touched on uh, consumerism. Mm-hmm. Like I picked up that stuff like the stuff, uh, the stuff with the japanese racism. guy <laughs> yeah it definitely yeah. it definitely picks up on but racism that shit, quite that, shit, a bit. That, that that stuff with him still cracked me the fuck up so much with the japanese scientists like when he's when he like he not knocks the frame picture of the uss arizona off the wall and it lands in a fish tank i was like oh Dude, my god so bad but just, i can't help laughing at that that guy's fucking dub is hilarious <laughs> oh his me. dub is great it's like the whitest sounding like dude like like leading man voice this is the one joke i forgot to watch it today <laughs> hey you better grab your code what's it what do you say this oh it's a little jap outside it's a little jap there's a little jap in the air oh yeah that's what it is <laughs> so fucking terrible oh. but i mean he means nip because he says he, he says fag, fag and brute yeah, yeah. <laughs> like ridiculous it is ridiculous it's that i'm that's what i'm saying like that's a I mean, it's it's pushing the line for sure, but like, it's a pretty good joke. <laughs> yeah, like, I I laughed out loud because I didn't see it coming. Yeah, me neither. Uh, so let's talk about it, uh, the film a little bit more and get kind of in depth of the story. Then uh, it, it basically we're we're, th- we're thrown into a murder right off the bat. I mean, it it, right. it, it plays up the. I mean, you know what you're in for, for from the opening credits. Oh yeah, from from oh, well yeah. the credit yeah the credits along with the song, but then like yeah your first scene you're like. All right, it's just a tomato that's gibberishing out of a drain, <laughs> and that it's, sound. it's moving on its own, and that's you know this is the movie I've I've committed to. <laughs> they really don't explain. I don't think they ever really explain what how this happened. No, no, it was a it was a government experiment to make bigger fruit. Uh. That's that's why they were trying so hard to contain it at that research facility. Okay. See, now okay. it's all making sense. Yeah. That's yeah. all coming <laughs> together, finally. Did you pay attention during the movie? So I was the only person that couldn't follow the script. No. no, no. All right. You're not. <laughs> I had a real hard it time. Was, it was a government experiment That's that they kept alluding to. That's why there was the government was trying to keep it under wraps, so the government gotcha. was trying to figure it out. They were trying to you know, prevent the shift a- from getting out. Age-old tale. Yep. <laughs> yep. And we find out that these sons of bitches are killing our people. <laughs> these, mm-hmm. these tomatoes. They're, they're, they're hungry for flesh. They they definitely are, but they never like. So in the sequels, I don't know if it, has anyone seen any of the sequels. No. I've seen again bits and pieces of the sequels. Okay, so like, they become they 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 become humanoid. They have faces. Yes, and stuff. they have faces and stuff. And this one, they're just straight up like tomatoes. Tomatoes. Because he didn't have the budget. If he could put a face on it, I feel like he would have. I agree. Yeah, but he couldn't. But he couldn't. <laughs> so you just have these big tomatoes rolling people over and. Like you're you're thrown right into like the war almost. It's kind of they're trying to keep it. It just happens so quickly is what's going on. Yeah. Because like from this opening scene, it's like, oh, what what how did this person die? I don't know, there's tomato juice though here. And then through the radio you hear like some strange reports of like tomatoes are larger than normal. 
The guy and, chokes and on the tomato juice, right, and right. then and then that then transitions as the radio keeps going to the two old people sitting there yeah. as a giant Grandma tomato grandpa. rolls by and apparently kills little Jimmy. His American movie mo- moment when he has like Uncle Bill in the film, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's what it was. I was like, "That's his. Got to be his parents." That's Am I right? Movie. Yeah. And then, yeah, and then, basically, then we immediately get to where they're the cops are then fighting back the the tomatoes. Where the craziest shit happens. Oh, I know. I know. In the movie. Hold on. I, th- I don't know if Chris oh, knows this. No, I know exactly where you're. Oh, going Oh, you with looked this. this shit up? No, I didn't look it up, but I was curious about it for sure. Go ahead. So it, I'm a, the, uh, the helicopter. The helicopter. The helicopter comes in hot. Because <laughs> yeah, it's like, real fucking hot, like, and I, real hot, and like, you see it, and it's coming in like fucking swinging. ass first, hundred miles an hour. <laughs> feels like spins out of control, hits the fucking ground, spins out of control, and you're like, man, they only had a hundred thousand dollars. How are they doing this? <laughs> I just think- crashes into the ground. Best acting in the film, dude. It looks. I because was like, this is real. There's the no mistake like, in this. The cops fucking real. The, yeah, the cops stop what they're doing and yeah. look immediately. They, they immediately look as soon as it hits the ground. The one cop shooting just like... <laughs> and I had to look it up because I, I watched the movie and I was like sitting there and it just wouldn't, oh, le- it, it wouldn't leave my it wouldn't leave my mind because I just remember thinking about that scene from the, for the next like 30 minutes. Like, did the tail of that thing hit the dirt? Was that a real crash? That didn't look like a stunt crash. Yeah. yeah. So I like had to look that it up. expensive. I looked it up and sure as shit, like the helicopter pilot came in hot, hit the tail right on the ground. The thing spun out of control, crashed into a fiery ball. The, the pilot got away perfectly safe and they just kept filming. Wow. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So dude. the scene where the cop is sitting there sh- pretending to shoot next to his car and a helicopter crashes. Behind him is an actual fucking helicopter crashing behind him. Oh my him. god, that is, makes me so nervous. Did like, you, <laughs> I want like how, how, did, how did they get paid for it? Helicopter <laughs> <laughs> probably insurance. Yeah, yeah that, they they were insured. That's fucked up, but goddamn, they got a cool shot because well, obviously yeah. everybody looks at it and goes, "That's fucking real." <laughs> yeah. Now this is where it gets blurry for me in this movie because after that. It just, it does. It turns into a row of skits and it's kind of like I can move and fit them in different places in my memory as far as like where or how they go. You know, because you have the opening like where it's the general, general one and two talking out in the hallway, love their names. Yeah. Where'd you get that medal? (laughs) (laughs) Like a sack race? Yeah, sack race. (laughs) And then it was the sleeping general. Yeah. Like against the wall. And then they cram them in this tiny room where it takes them like it feels like five minutes to climb into the chairs. <laughs> they really held on that shot. Yeah, mm. and that, then that was funny. That seems yeah, cracking it me. Totally up. worked. Yeah. <laughs> then you're introduced to, to the main character, Mason Dixon, who is Jim Belushi Jr. Mm-hmm. or John Belushi Jr. One, he's a Belushi. He's a Belushi. He looks like a Belushi. <laughs> I don't think he is a Belushi. Could be, but he could be. That or he's like the real life incarnation of the critic, from like John Lovitz, the critic. <laughs> yeah. So he's John. So he's John Lovitz. <laughs> basically, is what you're saying. Like it looks just like him. <laughs> so you're introduced to him as the main character, and he gets a team of uh, these experts, which we've talked about. One is a swimming expert, and then you have the diving expert. The diving expert, and what's the other one? It's like the master, the, the guy, the master, master disguise, master and then weirdly a drummer boy that kind of falls, but he's just. He's part of there. a joke, yeah. yeah. Which is like that—that's where you're hearing the military yeah. overture. Yeah. <laughs> the fourth member is going to sh- show up at uh, ten hundred hours. Yeah, later date. 
don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that. we ever see him, right? Yeah, he does. He's the parachute dude. What's his oh, dude? I oh, yeah, that's right. Fucking guy. Yeah, 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 I was like, that... dude, he's in the most of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually he's one of the like main characters in the uh, animated series, too. Yes, he is. Like, is he really? Yeah, his he's character, like, his yeah. character moves on. I think he's the only one they actually. Keep, it's kind of really. a funny character, though. I mean, it like is. a guy who drags a fucking parachute behind him. Oh my god! Can I tell you something? Where I p- panic attack whole time watching this movie with that goddamn parachute because all I could think was every scene. I'm like, someone's gonna fucking step on that dude. You're running full speed. Someone's oh, gonna step on that like behind the, you. Yeah, during the You're crowd gonna, scatters oh towards god. the end. And yeah, and, the, and you can see people running behind him, like trying to jump over it and dodge the fucking. I'm like, parachute. You're gonna fucking eat. <laughs> Asphalt, dude. You're gonna lose all your teeth. That, was it, in a that and him like jumping over crates with it, like on there, like it's just gonna snag once, and you're you're fucking down. You're down. What are you gonna do? Yeah, very, very. <laughs> it's a it's a really creative idea, I think, for a character. Yeah, yeah. But you're introduced to the four team member. Uh, they are basically set up on a mission to find out what. I don't know exactly. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't really know. Like, I mean, stop the 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 tomato menace. I don't yeah, really know. I guess like. Because they stumble upon it, which, you know, is later on in the film. But, uh, yeah, like, I'm like, I don't, I can't remember what the fuck the purpose is besides to be funny. Yeah, I think their, I think their whole goal is, that's like, you know, that's, that's the crackpot team they put together so that they can find a. Their weakness? A, they weak, a weakness to the tomatoes. Meanwhile, they put this, this. This uh, congressional congressional hearing together for them to to discuss it in the, you know, in in the government, which is just consists of like five or six very tired old men. Yeah, can I tell you? Thank God, Kyle watched the movie. (laughs) I just had a really hard time. Like, so did I. It took me me three times to actually finish. I feel like I feel like at about the. 30 minute mark mm-hmm. like the pacing takes a fucking dive in this movie oh, yeah. like it it's totally just like, fucking does like i don't know if it's there's not enough happening or the tomato there's not a lot of tomatoes in this movie honestly <laughs> for like a uh, spoiler alert yeah like it's a lot of like in between shit and then you get these scenes peppered in of these i tomatoes. mean that, that's a trademark of like a low budget yeah. monster movie but there, there are moment but there are moments even in the film where it's like are they even? Do they even remember that the tomatoes are even there? I feel that way sometimes. Like there yeah. were moments where I'm like, "There's, n- they're not talking about tomatoes. This has nothing to do with the plot, or it's not serving to actually drive it." The right. reporter story. It's just a skit. The reporter right. story. I kind of am like, "Yeah, like what's going on here? Yeah, like what's the purpose of any of I this?" I think the tomato thing. Were we talking about this earlier? Like, is just there to interconnect the stories. It's just a background thing that's always happening in all these different characters' lives, you know, and how they're where they're at, you know, in this yeah. chaos. Very World War Z. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, <laughs> very much so. so World War Z. <laughs> very World War Z. I mean, you know, where do you think Brad Pitt got it from, okay? <laughs> yeah. He got it, from, yeah. got it from the guy who wrote the book. Was it Clooney, George <laughs> yeah, Clooney where, in the fucking where do, where sequel? do you think he got it from? In what Zombies. sequel? Is yes. George Clooney in the He's sequel? He's in the sequel. Yeah, yeah. It's, his first it's, his, it's one film. of his first films, okay. yeah. Yeah. He's right fa- the, actually fantastic the, in it. The facts of life, I think, and then it's uh, like, showed, showed a lot of promise in that one. Yeah, he did All actually. Right. I mean, he shines. See that? See, everybody, th- everybody comes from. That's what low got him the role. That's what got him the role on uh, season one of Roseanne. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Yeah. That's what got him season one of Roseanne. He was in season Killers one of Roseanne. He was in season one of Roseanne. Yeah. yeah, he was in Facts of Life too. I knew that. Let's go to a break. We'll be right back. <laughs> The nation is in chaos. 
this tomato onslaught. Last night, tomatoes attacked Los Angeles. Boston. Seattle. Chicago. Even the mere mention of the word is sufficient to induce panic. Tomato. Let's get into the technical um, about this film because it, well, number one, fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Note my sarcasm. That's probably, that hurts this film quite a bit, in my opinion. But, 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 come on, come on. It does. Look at the budget. Look at what they accomplished. No, yeah. I agree with that. Like, I, the, so you have to give the technical some props for pulling off what they pulled off with the amount they. And had. then I, I question also: is technical is the technical bad on purpose? No, I mean, pro- nah, I don't think so. Wait, no. like, not the acting. No, technical. I don't think it's bad on purpose. The technical is the best they could do because the audio is <laughs> fucking fantastic. Yeah, but I also. But can I say something? I also don't think at any point in time the director was like. Man, I really wish I had more budget to really pull this off. I actually think that he actually kind of reveled in the idea that he didn't have one. Yeah, that's fine. Well, he did the he did he got the most ambitious and creative you could get with like that budget. Yeah, it kind of right? it comes off that he enjoyed that. Yeah, that I that kind of so. makes well, that he, film. He probably embraced it for sure. I'm sure if they had more of a budget, then they probably would have the technical would have looked a little bit more polished. Did he or direct he would, They would have would have <laughs> ended up with yeah. Ended up with faces on them if he had more of a budget. He know? rolled them out on a wood cart with wheels. <laughs> that was so funny. When you saw, I, did anyone else notice that when the alleyway scene, they push it out and it's like on a piece of plywood on wheels. <laughs> rolls out into the alleyway. It's great. That's awesome. I will say I do think, um, you know, while, while the editing's kind of shoddy and the acting's kind of shoddy, like... I thought the sound and the music were pretty well done. Like maybe that was one of the major strengths of the film. Like like the creativity with it because they couldn't make a big film, but there were mo- there were they you know they tricked you into making it feel like it was a big film. Like for example, when you're first in- introduced to the parachute guy, right? He falls onto the car. You don't see him fall on the car. You just hear from a distance it crashing down onto the car, and then the you know the the parachute comes into play, and they're still having this comedic conversation in the car while yeah. this chaos is happening. And then you know you back out, and he's just laying on the car. But it's like without the sound effects and the way they kind of brought it into the scene, like I you know, and I I don't think it would have had the same effect. So they made the film feel bigger with the sound. Yeah, I'll agree with that. I'll, I'll agree with that. Yes. And the music was <laughs> Cody. The music was timed pretty well, I thought too. Like when people would like enter scenes, like it did feel like a comedy. Like you no, know, enter room, and then this quirky music starts, and the you know the banter goes back and forth. And I don't know, I enjoyed that part of it. Cool. What about the editing? What did you think of that then? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like, give a shit. I think I, think I already, I already no, stated. I, I didn't my care. favorite. I'll, you know what? I'll go. My my favorite technical side of it is you know what I actually. Absolutely fucking loved the tomato work. Yeah, like <laughs> honestly, Did like you? for how for how cheesy a film and how shitty the budget is. I mean, the tomato work was 
relatively can I be fine. Honest, can I be honest with you? With the medium-sized tomato like chasing people, I was wondering, like, how do they keep that thing to roll so straight? I right. think they just That's what I'm really saying. got a really good roll on it. Yeah. I'm assuming. They just bowled it. I can't imagine it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine it was like rubber where they actually it's put like form. a mechanism no. in it that kept it going. Yeah, no. no. But I think, like, again, you're, you're, even, you're remarking how straight it stayed. Like, as silly as that is, it's still a shining star for the technical accomplishment. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of that's done with cuts. That's fine, but again, like, I, I I think it's, I mean, dude, you're digging deep to find stuff to really praise and like in this movie, and that's something I'm going to... I think we're I'm doing gonna, a pretty good job. I'm going to I'm gonna, I'm gonna hedge my bet, too. I'll say my favorite role was definitely the up-the-stairs role. But yeah, the, oh, yeah, the reverse one. Yeah. <laughs> or Hall's ass. Yeah, just fucking flying, dude. Like, so fucking good. Was it, re- you think it was reverse? It was, yeah, it was reverse. reverse. You could totally see it. Yeah. It's reverse and sped up. Technical stuff, Mike. I, mean, I don't want to really get into it I don't it think it much. was sped up. I don't think it was sped no, up. You didn't no, watch I, it. I don't, it wasn't sped up. I think they hucked that thing down the They hucked it st- down the stairs and just threw that shit in reverse. Yeah. Like, all right, perfect. <laughs> I, you know what? Did, did anybody have, for a moment think like, Oh, this is going to be their weakness is stairs. No. no, I thought no. for a second that like maybe it was going to stop like, and that was going to be part of a joke. It was like he turns around and like the tomatoes like oh, I can't go fuck up there. Stairs. I thought it was going to be uh, puberty love. Yeah, he really called it because I didn't see that coming. I think that's what makes that stairs scene work so well because you know maybe you're like, oh, okay. Well, the stairs, the stairs are are, they're not gonna be able to do that, and then it just books it up the stairs like, oh, no hesitation. Takes it like fucking Sonic the Hedgehog, (laughs) (laughs) and then it goes out the fucking window. Like that made me laugh for some reason. He just fucking ducks and it goes flying through because Puberty Love was playing. Right, (laughs) it jumped. It it killed itself. I want to talk about like the pre-ending to this. The pre-ending. I'm still trying to figure out what did the press secretary like pre-ending is my favorite part of the film here's what i got right so the press secretary is really the villain yes right and then as soon as he's about to explain how he's controlling the tomatoes they kill him off like for the sake of i'm assuming convenience and part of a joke that they don't have to explain it Mm mm-hmm i took that i i got how you write yourself it's how you write yourself out of a corner mike i mean yeah that's how you write yourself right out of a corner. That's how you just say, I don't want to Do you want validation anymore. right now, Mike? What do you want? What, what, what I'm trying to figure out here? is, did the press sec- was the press secretary <laughs> one of the people <laughs> that spearheaded the creation of bigger tomatoes? Or is he... No, I, I think he's using it to his advantage. Yeah, like he, he is. He is. Yes. To be, he wants to be the hero he so that he president. can be president. Yeah. yeah. He you wants know, to post-apocalyptic be a, right. tomato so world. The, toma- well, the tomatoes were created by that separate government program. Okay. And the press secretary discovers this. Well, no, he's part of he's part of he's supposed to spin this in some way. That's his job is to like right, keep it wrapped. keeps going and to his yeah. plan is that because he has such a wonderful garden where he has a really good rapport with his tomatoes, they listen to him. So he's going to use his tomatoes to save the day. I think is what I got from it. Oh, man, I don't know if don't that's know what if I that's got from it. <laughs> I Nobody? No. I think, no, no, I think that is I think correct. he was saying he could control them and not he's going to put tomato against tomato. I think he just, like, I can talk to them. So Well, well okay, fine. He'll, he's going to use his tomatoes to save the day, which could mean I'm going to use these tomatoes to tell them, hey, Tell those other tomatoes, knock it the fuck off. Okay, I thought he was insinuating that he could talk to tomatoes. I, I he can talk to his own tomatoes. That's what he insinuated. But not the killer tomatoes. 
well, he could talk to them, but they're not going to listen. They're just going to kill him. But yeah. his tomatoes are going to listen because they're family. Okay. He raised them. All right. I'm, be- I'm better. I'm better. I'm better ingrained <laughs> in this now. I get it now. Dude, All right. Sounds but- like a restaurant pitch. <laughs> yeah. Because they're family. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet tomatoes. Yeah. Because they're family. <laughs> Three ninety nine gets you a sweet salad deal because it's family. <laughs> and you could be making the big bucks. Jesus, Mike. what do you guys say? We rate this mammer jammer, Kyle. Yeah, we should rate it. What do you want to rate Attack of the Killer Tomatoes? Um, we're gonna actually gonna rate it carrots because uh, at the end of the film, those are the next enemy of the vegetable world. A broken promise. It was a broken promise that the filmmakers gave us. Yeah. All right, let's start off with Chris. I'm going to give this three carrots. Um, I, you know, there, I feel like there's a reason why every time I saw the clips like on TV, I moved past it. And I think this film has, <laughs> I think, I think, I think. Starting, let's start a little generous for a three there, huh? I mean, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I really do enjoy the comedy of it. I think it was like, it made me laugh out loud several times. Um, of course, I, I love just the obscure idea of Killer Tomatoes. I think I was a, a bit let down because I thought, you know, the tomato work and stuff like really wasn't that good or entertaining to watch. And they didn't even really focus on on it that much. Um, I, I wanted this film to be a so bad it's good because going into it with even with the credit sequence starting, I'm like, OK, I know where this is going to go. But I don't think that it ever lived up to what I wanted it to be in my head. So, you know, like, I don't think it's a so bad it's good film. I think it's. It was a, a good effort for the money that they had to spend. Um, and, you know, they definitely got creative and ambitious with it and got a lot of people involved. And, um, you know, so it's, it's fun for those reasons. But, like, definitely not rushing out to see this one again for a while. I want to I go watch the sequel and see how that is. All right, Mike? I'm going to give this film a two and a half. Uh, I feel like this film is... is the example why Treevenge never got the feature treatment is because the joke can't go that far. Like, and actually in this film, it, you know, I feel like the joke only is like one quarter of the film or even less. Like the tomato part of this film is not like where a lot of the comedy comes from. It really comes from these weird skits that keep going. But the problem with it is that like, I feel like it's a joke that just keeps it just keeps going and it just goes too far and then it's just like, it's not funny anymore. I feel like this film really drops after the first third. And then it's like, okay, man, all right, just like, let's get through this. Let's get through this, guys. But the first third of the film is fucking fantastic. Like, I, I laughed my ass off when I started this and then af- afterwards, I just, Ex- man. Exhausted. Exhausted. I was tired. I felt like I ran a marathon after I watched this film. You know, you know, a, a helicopter crashes, some really good jokes, and then... Uh, then what happens after that? That's it, right. We can't even remember, you know? Like, that's the part of it. Like, the introduction to the characters are funny, but, like, even, like, things like the swimmer, right? The way they all die. Like, it's almost like they didn't know what to do, so they killed them. Like, what did the swimmer do? She never actually even got in the fucking water. She just got attacked by tomatoes and died. It's yeah. almost like they could. They well, like, she was eating well, the, the, the steroids. What? The steroid cereal. She was eating that. I mean, yeah, they, like, they, they made one more attempt, but like they didn't do anything with that, like her swimming. 
No, and they did nothing with like fucking Scuba Steve. Yeah, he just went into a fountain, and that was it. Which, like, by the way, I think was like a prank thing, because like the people who were reacting around that, I think were real. Yeah. People. Oh yeah, I yeah. got like I a jackass vibe from them. Like, oh, there's mm-hmm. another jackass over here, a little jackass. But for that, like, <laughs> I got I got to give it props for its inventiveness and the, yeah. the fact that it did this type of comedy, and they did it pretty effectively, at least for the first third. Um, and like such a high end, like it's such a high level idea. Like it's like where does he, where do you get this from? Like okay, like let's make some tomatoes, tax some people. How, and do, like, you, how do you sell somebody on? And not it? only that, <laughs> but let's give it credit for the fact that it got three other sequels. Yeah, like it and kept cartoon, going in a cartoon show. in a cartoon show. So I mean, like for that, yeah. But like again, the core movie as it is, eh, it's just like a two and a half. It's not that great. Yeah, I, I man, I'm right there with you guys. I would tell you uh, when I originally saw this film, I fucking loved it, and then watching it this time, like I'm right there with you. Like the first third of the film is great, and then after that, dude, I was zoning out. I was, I was having a hard time. Like, and there was funny moments and funny things that would make me laugh and, and engage me back into it, and then I'd zone out and then engage back into it and zone out. And like you said, at the end of it, I was kind of exhausted with it. Where it, it's, it is. It's good, but I personally like what they did with the sequels better, um, in, in my opinion. Like, so I would give this. I I have to come in at a, like a three, number one, because it has a theme song. Yeah. Um. So you know, automatic star right there. And then I would say like the rest of the film is like a solid. It's a solid. Yeah. It's a three. It's it's just, it's it's. It doesn't. Yeah. It never doesn't fulfill that need for me. Like it's good, but it doesn't fulfill my desires. I don't know. That's, that's as easy as I can explain it. Get, get to take the, take, put that on the box. <laughs> it doesn't fulfill my desires. <laughs> my desires. <laughs> Jesus. That's great. Good quote. All right, Kyle. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this probably, uh, I'm guessing like a two and a half. Um, I agree with uh, most uh, everything you guys said, but specifically with what, what Chris said. Like, this is my first time seeing this movie. I've had a lot of it built up in my head about what it was going to be and just disappointment. Like I just wanted so much more like tomato action. And maybe it's because my only connection to this movie is from the cartoon. And I think in the cartoon, there's like, there's definitely some, you know, tomato stuff going on. I think that's uh, one of the things that's kind of a problem with our generation in this movie is we think it's a different movie because we relate it to the cartoon of the 90s and those later films rather than the original because that's what I I probably saw the cartoon first before I saw the original. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, as a film, I thought it was going to be big, like a little bit. Yeah, I thought bigger. it was going to be a, a like this a scale would be a lot larger, like the, the amount of like tomato and war scenes would have been like more prominent or just anything related to tomatoes would be more prominent, but it's really just kind of like, it's a, you got, it's funny. You guys kept saying, you know, the first third you guys like, but honestly go back and rewatch it and set your stopwatches. It dies at like the 15 minute mark. That's not the first third. That's the first eighth or so of this film. It's true. I remember it fucking dies there. I remember checking the 30 minute mark. Like how long is this movie? And I'm like, Oh, thank God it's only an hour longer, you know, but like, yeah, it felt it's like total, a yeah, it, it's long movie. First 15 minutes are great. You get this, this cool setup. You get the, you get a couple great jokes. You get some interesting scenes. 
scenes and some characters get introduced. But once they get introduced, they get boring as sin. I realize this is like the 70s too, so, you know, whatever. But like, I, I guess what I wanted was more like a stuff level yeah. of film. You I know? Yep. Yep. I agree with that. I got what you're saying. I get what you're saying. Like, it's not super over the top, but it's just a little bit more polished. It's so weird because now hearing this makes me want to pick the sequel at some point just so you guys have to watch it. I, I, I will watch I it. I want to see Only it. because, wait, is that accurate? There there actually is a Tomato Girl in the sequel? Yes. And so the has, Tomato Girl wasn't something the animated series came up with? She has a fuzzy tomato also, which is also in the animated series. The fuzzy, guys, the fuzzy tomato made that series. <laughs> <laughs> it was the Slimer. It's true. It's of true. Of that series. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time you just pick the animated series, we can relive that. Can we that. do that? Can we do a new podcast just called Attack of the Killer Tomatoes Animated <laughs> Series? Yeah, we're just in listening review? to each episode. <laughs> in review. <laughs> Let's go ahead and end this fucking show, shall we? Can we? Can we just like, do that? I, I don't know. I feel like this is Return of the King. This is like the the fourth <laughs> ending you've attempted. And another conversation was go- is going to spin wildly out of control from it. <laughs> That's our show for this week. <laughs> Remember to leave us a review, and we'll give you a shout-out at the end of the show. Uh, go to our YouTube page, subscribe there, leave comments, watch our old episodes. Go to our website. has all of our episodes on there, cultfilmandreview.com. Uh, you can follow, uh, oh wait, you, you can go on Facebook. I'm just forgetting everything, I feel like. That's fine. You can go on Facebook, they follow could, us there. They could go on Facebook. Yeah. You can follow us there. You can go to Instagram, follow us at ColtFilm underscore review. Also on Twitter, ColtFilm underscore review. You can follow Kyle. You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris Cult film underscore Chris on Instagram. You can follow Mike at Mike Salustio on Twitter. And you can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram. That's our show. Remember, if you're going to join a cult, make sure they watch the good movies. We'll see you next time. Make sure they watch the good movies. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>